So, Ron, are you you are you inside and and can we hear you? <laughs> what was that? That was that was that was awesome. That's yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was the Ron Bot 2000. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a droid in Jabba's palace or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's. Pretty awesome. Oh, man. Oh, you need to send that to uh, uh, Filoni as a soundbite. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be the new uh, chopper. Yeah. You know, or... He's more machine than man now. Looky, looky, Simitai. Jedi arriving. Treaty Senator. I am the Senate. This is the way. Okay, so hello everybody and welcome to the December 2020 uh, edition of the Star Wars Senate. And I am joined today by Tony Will. Uh, Alex, um, I'm having a really bad, um, Ron, Ma, uh, Matt, and myself, and Ricky, and Ricky, because Ricky's in the middle, yes. Scott does not make it easy to um, say everybody who's here. So this month, I most expect we know exactly what we're going to be yapping about, but as always, we will go through um everybody individually one by one and we will find out what everybody's been up to star wars wise um since uh last month so i shall go in the order that it is appearing in skype for me and that puts wiki first um let's see what are we doing i'm still doing the clone wars um we actually got into the mandalorian episodes with uh satine and and obi-wan all that goodness stuff and it's really cool revisiting that while watching, uh, you know, the current episodes of Mandalorian. So it's good to bounce back and forth. Um, just enjoy Mandalorian. And, oh, you know what? I did get a couple of board games. Um, I had a birthday hey, last Monopoly. Week. Yeah, I got the Mandalorian Monopoly, which uh, it's kind of a different version of playing Monopoly. You have to actually, uh, there's a child game piece that moves around the board. And you kind of have to, whoever passes them gets to take possession of the child. So you're constantly trying to take it from the other players. And, and uh, yeah, it, it's actually pretty cool. And you know, there's um, the, the bad guy figures go around every time you roll a certain area of the dice. And, and so it has uh, Moff Gideon and it has, you know, dark troopers and all that stuff going around the board trying to, and you have to, it's, it's like battle style with the dice and you have to roll higher numbers and, and defeat them. So and, it's not Monopoly at all. But they use the word monopoly in order to capitalize and monopolize <laughs> on getting you to buy the game because you it's, think it's monopoly. It's fascinating. Going around the board, but like instead of buying hotels, there's no hotels. You just land on the spot and they're safe houses. So it's like the yeah. planets in the show. Then you have to, you know, you pay credits to stay there. And so you have basically Mando's renting, you know, to <laughs> stay there. Yeah. So cool. again, I'm going to go with so it's, it's, it's monopoly in, in printed name on outside of board only. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like a turn like a turn based game. Yeah, Star Wars yeah. game, which is cool. I'm not I'm not not knocking that at all, but boy, it doesn't I mean, it's refreshing because I have like 
another version of, of Monopoly. I have the episode one Monopoly, um, which is like traditional style Monopoly True. with hotel stuff. So playing something else that's similar that is still Star Wars is actually a good, uh, you know, a good mix up there. Um, and the cool thing though about the set, the money is the they're actually plastic credits. So there's like. Um, yeah. How about yeah. the figures? What are the figures? What are the what are the, who, what's the race? What's the cool race car? Is Slave One one of the figures? No, you're um, you're Cardoon, or you can be um, you can be Mando. It's all the good guys from the show. I think you can be the, the IG robot. Well, that would be the probably the race yeah. car. And Grieve Karga. I think those are the four you can be. How about so. the Razor Crest? No, no vehicle. Rest in peace. Yeah, no, no vehicles. <laughs> no, it's just uh, and then it's just like you know figure busts ahead you know that's pretty cool that and then uh we also got trouble which is yeah basically slap baby yoda on top of a traditional trouble game <laughs> i like board games yeah i'm a for it. Okay, we have but... star wars trouble and then we have star wars uh battleship and star wars you know whatever everything simon so it's fun but yeah that's pretty much been it oh it sounds quite up to date so it must have just come out recently then it's got moth oh no moth was in yeah, that it was kind of a uh, after watching the first episode, if we hadn't, if we would have played it before we watched the first episode of the new season, it kind of would have been a bit of a spoiler. So, yeah, mm. there was some, uh, some cool stuff. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, uh, next up in the list is Will. Hey, um, busy as always with Star Wars. Um, this fall, or well, the past month, I guess, um, I did a sequel trilogy rewatch, and I sort of came away with some interesting insights from that, but I'll, I'll say that for another time. Um, what else? Obviously Mandalorian. Um, I've been doing a deeper dive back into some of the EU stuff. Um, there's a book that I have, and many of you probably already have it. It's called Jedi vs. Sith, uh, The Essential Guide to the Force. And oh. that really does a good job of um, summarizing a lot of the stuff from the EU. So I've been kind of going through that as a baseline uh, before I really jump into some like the comics and some of the older novels and stuff. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's been a lot of fun going through that. Um, my brother and I did some Star Wars Legion, probably not as, not as cool as uh, Monopoly, but um, we did some of that in, I think, late October, early November. And obviously then keeping up with a lot of the collecting stuff. So there's been a lot of um, Black Series Galaxy's Edge stuff come out. Um, the Clone Wars Walmart exclusive stuff has been hitting. I just actually picked up um, <clears throat> two of the Mandalorian loyalist figures that came. So yeah, it's 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 always it's this fall has been just all Star Wars nonstop. So lots of fun. I never did ask who won in the Legion game. So we were <laughs> my brother uh, pretty much pummeled us pummeled me anyway. He was the Empire. He he had a lot of the bigger pieces. So he had like the Vader, uh, the um, ATST. Um, yeah, there was no way we were, it's kind of thematic, I guess, in a sense, it's, you know, Empire versus Rebellion, and the Rebellion didn't really have much of a chance, we only had Luke on the board, and a bunch of lame troopers, rebel troopers, so, yeah, he, he, he won pretty handily, but, uh, it was a lot of fun, and, um, I, I also did pick up some more, um, sets, some more expansions, so the next theme I want to build out is the Endor, Endor theme, and so I've got some scout troopers and I've got some uh, rebel commandos um, and I've got to pick up. They have the a model of the Endor bunker bunker. So I have to pick all that up and get it painted. And then that's that's probably going to be the next scene we're going to do. Sounds good. Yeah. That's good. You don't have so much more fun than me. OK, 
Right, uh, Tony. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's see what have I been up to. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll carry on from what uh, Will just said. Uh, I, I've been, you know, the th what happens with me with collectibles is I'll order stuff, uh, you know, months in advance, and then I kind of forget about it, and all of a sudden it starts showing up. And I think that's what happened this this month. I had I had ordered some of the Black Series figures, uh, the ones the Walmart exclusives, and they all started showing up uh, just. Barely these past couple of weeks. So uh, what did I get? I got Ahsoka, the uh, the mall the mall Delorean, uh, and uh, the other the Mandalorian loyalist. I think, and I think I'm missing one. I think I'm missing uh, which is supposed to show up this week. The Ahsoka clone. Yep, so, the 332. 332, I think, is the division. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh -huh. yep. yeah, that's the one. Uh, so I got those, uh, what else? And then I did some pre-orders, uh, some Hot Toys pre-orders, uh, the Tuscan I pre-ordered, and I pre-ordered something else, which I can't remember at the moment. Um, so that's as far as collectibles. And then uh, I've been doing, uh, once the Bo-Katan episode uh, aired, uh, I got back onto uh, my Rebels uh, rewatch. So I've been rewatching Rebels on season two at the moment. We're about halfway through that, and uh, trying to get back into uh, reading uh, the Star Wars comics. Some of the the arcs uh, just recently finished. So I usually I usually get them every month, but I don't read them until the arcs complete. You know, just because you know I forget what happens from one month to the next. So I think that's all. That's all I can uh, remember at the moment. So. Watching Mandalorian every week, talking with you guys. That's about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, who's next in this? We'll skip Alex for a minute. We'll come back to him. Rom. Hello. Star Hello, Rom. And sorry I was late to the party. Uh, Star Wars. Um, so right. just just uh, life's been busy. So just staying up with the Mandalorian. I did post uh, something in the uh, chat that if you've got yourself an Ollie's, get yourself to an Ollie's. The board game that had Tarkin as an exclusive figure is unfortunately is very sad to see it really, it really hurt to see that many of them there or whatever. Anyway, um, it was being blown out for eight bucks, eight wow. bucks a game. Yeah. That was the original, the, uh, death star escape one, right? Yeah. It's the original game from back in the day, yes. but it included that, included that, the uh, Tarkin, figure. The Kenner a, Tarkin figure, right? Yeah. Yep, exactly. It was a Target exclusive. Um, yeah, they had uh, those for a while. I can't. I could not find one when I was looking for one uh, a few months ago. So. It, yeah. Okay. It just just hit my area, Ollie's. Um, but it does make great for. It is going to make for great Halloween trick or treat fodder for next year's uh, and and and, oh. and 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 following years because I picked up a number of them. For eight bucks. That's an awesome awesome thing because you know it has the board game play, has the figure. So yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, some smiling faces when I get to dole that out. Mm. I want to live in Ron's area. area. Yeah. <laughs> Seems to be the best place to, to be for trick or treating and for picking up bargains. Well, those Ollies. Yeah, we don't have. I mean, I don't. I don't have one near me in California. Here, there's none. At least not here in Southern California. But uh, I see people posting all these great uh, bargains they get on Star Wars stuff. And I'm like, man, I wish I had one of those near me. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's fun to find find see those finds posted or whatever. But yeah, finding them in the store is 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 a challenge. And 
Cause not they, as easy what, as they make it out to be. Not so much. They don't have too many. And then people like me come in and scarf up, you know, yeah. a, a whole a whole bunch of them in this case. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I could say that. I had that happen with uh, – there's another chain called Five Below. Sure. And, and I have one just down the street here. And it was the same thing. I, everybody was, like, uh, raving about finding some of these uh, rarer Black Series figures that, you know, go for a lot of money. And they were getting them, like, the Rex – uh, the Rex yep. figure, they were getting them for five bucks and just walking in and walking out with like a dozen of them. And, you know, I kept going to my store. <laughs> they never had any. So, you know, just I just picture Ron walking around with the, with the bounty fob looking for Star Wars stuff and then all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ron's car is now the Razor Crest. <laughs> just, goes, just goes around trying to find his bounty. Very good. Okie dokie. And uh, Alex? Yay. You're doing uh, some 3D printing again, are you? No, no. Uh, I, oh. In preparation to, to your question, oh. I, I decided to um, start uh, fishing around in my photos. So I posted a picture of an eBay purchase that I got. It was like $14 with like a $5 shipping. It came without wings or the cockpit or the cockpit canopy, and it's the U-wing Hasbro toy. So it's pretty big. It's 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 almost like like 20 inches long, and it's about eight inches tall. So there's a cargo hold. It's out of scale to the three um, three and three quarter, but I think that um that it might be the right size for maybe not Legion size um characters, but but anyways, I'm I'm trying to scale it out. So I gutted the thing. Uh, I took out the whole mechanism and and uh, I'm, I'm, I used um, I used a, a soldering knife, a soldering pen to cut the door out. And and I and I had to rebuild the canopy out of uh, styrene plastic. You know the signs, the for sale signs. So I thought it would be like a quick thing. Like I'm just going to do this and the other thing and and make it good enough to paint and display but but this is taking forever dude i'm like who knew the geometry of a of a of a single cockpit was so <laughs> difficult to figure out okay. you know so that's that's you know that's what's been taking up my time as, as far as star wars is and you know and watching the mandalorian mm. Just from the of biscuit, I'm just talking. Talk <laughs> <laughs> amongst yourselves, Steve. <laughs> so Steve, I, I like any opportunity I can to scoff something. <laughs> Steve, you are so. I you were going to say that that you put wires and string to keep that cockpit together. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and and fishing net. <laughs> was, any, was anybody else a little I'm sorry to get off tangent on this, but was anybody else a little concerned? You said that's a U-wing? That is one yeah. beat up. A U-wing's relatively modern new. That is one beat and, and well played with U-wing. <laughs> what? I, I I took it I Kid. you know, I <laughs> It came without the wings or the um that or is, the that is, I think like, you overpaid. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've seen I've seen seventy seven ships, seventy eight ships. Uh, yeah. look, you know, better, have better play. Uh, just that's what dumbfounded me when you said a U wing. Yeah, uh, that, that's pretty modern. That's pretty. Well, pretty I, I, Alex, is it is it hollow inside? It looks to be hollow mostly. I I, I hollowed it out. Um, oh, did you? They had it had the nerf mechanism. 
Oh, right. um, oh okay. So I I I lost a few screws and um, I'll get you some, whole... well, I'm sure you found them. I just say I get you some pics of um, my U wing so you know what you're looking at. But I'm sure you can find all that online. <laughs> no, no, but but oh, I thought not. No, no this is but, what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, it's I'm trying to make it look like the maquette that they have displayed in Lucas and um, yeah, yeah, let, me, let me see if I can. Cool. And that's gonna take a lot of work, I think. Uh, yeah, the wings are going to be a, um, a a problem. It looks See? better now. Oh wow, that is pretty pretty big. I cut huh. the whole bottom out of the thing. This this whole this this whole area. Sweet. The, this whole thing inside was the nerf mechanism. The, I left this door in place. Yeah. But I'm going to make this a sliding door. Nice. And and this cockpit was hand built with you know as I said with yeah. styrene plastic and yeah. and some crazy glue. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta mock up the little space monkey that's shooting the gun on the yeah, side. Yeah, Bistan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, cool. I'm definitely gonna. So, you know, there, there was a lever here that would operate the wings. I, yeah. I tried, I got rid of, it, I got rid of it for authenticity. Okay. And now, um, it, it operates if you move one wing. Yeah, that's, that's a really cool design and ship from, from the, from the Disney era. I really like yeah. that ship. Yeah, yeah, this this definitely stands the test of time as far as um, ship design, you know. Um, I might put a motor in the in inside to to work the to work the engines. Sweet. But the scratch building this cockpit has taken so much of my time. It's yeah. it's um I might just put it on the shelf somewhere with the rest of my stuff. You know? well, if you do that, we're just going to berate you each and every month asking about how's it <laughs> Where coming. Is it? Yeah. Trust me, Stephen <laughs> holds on to things. I was going to say, what about that sail barge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say that <laughs> so, yeah. <you> know, <laughs> until that bad boy's completed, you'll never hear the end of, hey, how's the Ewing uh, yeah. coming? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'll definitely post pics. It's, uh, that was my thing. Does Matt want to say anything? Is Matt just listening, I think? Does do you want your minute of fame? No, there, I, can you... you, I can tell you what I can tell you what I've been up to. I've been up to not a lot. Um... Okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Please. Okay. Well, I've been trying to read Aftermath uh, again. The the first Aftermath, that is. And uh, I've only got a few chapters in and I'm uh, giving up with that because that's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, as bad as I remember it being. No, yeah. no more success than, than the first time. Huh? <laughs> doesn't yeah. it doesn't read any differently? Maybe try <laughs> maybe try backwards, uh, you know, right to left on the page or something. Maybe, <laughs> get, get, get the German version. Well, I've had some people. I've had some people recommend the audio book, though that might be a better way to listen to it. Maybe I don't it know. I haven't done the aftermath yet, but it, but I would suggest that too that it might help just because it adds some ambiance, music, uh, sounds, different voices, and yeah, you yeah. don't have to concentrate as hard to try to keep track of whatever's going on if there is. Haven't done that one, but I've done other audio books and, and quite enjoy that way of, of taking in um, printed Star Wars. I was on a red I was on a red eye flight one time and I was listening to the audio book of. Um, uh, Darth Revan, and I figured I was going to go to sleep, but no, that was really, really well done. Captured it. Really yeah. well performed. Uh, yeah, so I would second that to uh, perhaps go that route with for Aftermath. Yeah, the, the whole, like, Snap Wexley storyline was fun, but, like, moving, like, back and forth between the other characters was kind of confusing. Yeah. yeah, and I think some of the characters change uh, species as well between chapters, and 
Uh, and the fact that it's all written in present tense and uh, he makes up words. It's just, and the sentences go on for paragraphs. <laughs> I can't be getting on with it, really. I, I think it would no. be better to listen to it because then you can speed it up by yeah. about four, four times and get through it in maybe a couple of hours. I don't know. Uh, other than that, though, I read through the 2015 Star Wars ongoing comic series and Dr. Afra and the Vader series and the Dr. Afra audio drama that's all kind of tied in with each other. And that that went from decent to awful, but, you know, that's kind of to be expected with an ongoing series, I think, where you've got lots of different writers and they've got a schedule they've got to keep. But, you know, that, that wasn't too bad. I quite enjoyed some of the arcs in the Star Wars series, at least. I wouldn't recommend the Doctor Aphra audio drama. That was awful. But, um, I think you might just, like, uh, give up reading altogether at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm considering yeah. it sometimes. <laughs> or maybe, maybe just look at the pictures. Of the EU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the EU's where it's at. I don't know about this new stuff. I'm trying, but... I have a on my shelf, and I have not picked it up. I've had it for like three years, and I'm like, I'm gonna read these, and I haven't did it yet. But I'm I'm currently reading rereading that again. It's I, I just love those stories. I, I still gotta get through, uh, through the mind's eye too. I was gonna say I can't read things that aren't that aren't real, but then none of it is. So um, mm-hmm. so I mean, the matter is, EU or Canon does it really? Well, um, only in your mind. But... <laughs> <laughs> The only trouble in my mind with canon stuff these days. Not my trouble with EU stuff in the first place. Okay. Right, yes. Okay, excellent. Thank you, Matt. Um, so uh, I haven't got none of the essay, so I'm just going to skip over myself because we'll be here. Wait, wait, forever. no, no. You have something that you did. We, you, what did you do? Uh, oh, did you I... last month? Sorry? You saw the holiday special. <laughs> yeah, well, I, put, I, put, I put that into my, <laughs> into the back of my mind. Yes, we watched the holiday special online together. Myself, Ricky, Ron, Arena was there as well, and it was uh, yeah, it was. Um, it was everything not, you bad, hoped it to be. <laughs> it's like, it wasn't. I mean, I've had uh, how many years now? Thirty years of hearing about it, so I was expecting quite a quite a performance, and uh, it wasn't anywhere near as bad as as that. Not that it was, you know, something you're going to keep watching every day, but um, uh, the story, as I said, people, the, the plot itself is quite sound. It's quite a good idea, um, but it's, um, you know, the budget is uh, low, um, yeah. <laughs> and the um, the acting is, I don't know, I mean, Grandpa, Grandpa Wookie is just dodgy as, as heck. And, and the first twenty minutes are still just Wookies grunting at each other, so and with no subtitles. So yeah, it, it, I'm sure for live action Star Wars on TV, um, they had a smaller budget budget than the Mandalorian. <laughs> slightly smaller. Slightly. I'm just. I think that's. A, I think I'm surprised at the, the low budget they had. They managed to buy so much junk for for it. I mean, they, they, they put a lot of effort into it. I mean, there's you know, this is. There's a lot of effort gone into the production in terms of all the uh, you know different levels in the house um, and having all the shelving and stuff full of ornaments and bits and bobs and stuff. 
I mean, there's a lot of stuff there, really, when you think about yeah, it. Turn on that. Yeah. yeah, TVs and microwaves and washing machines. Um, so there's a lot of effort gone into it, but it just all looks substandard, I suppose. But uh, um, I, I think the plot idea was good. The idea of um, getting in um, um, uh, some of the celebrities and stuff in there. But, uh, yeah, it's just weird. So which one's yes. better, that the Lego one, um, Steve, in your opinion? Well, I mean, that's, it goes without saying, the Lego one is, is, is better. Uh, the Lego one's quite good. I, I recommend people watch the Lego one. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I think, well, right. I think, yeah, yeah, I think Ron... I have also watched the Skywalker Saga um, documentary, as everybody knows, so, um, but uh, we'll probably come to that as, 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 as time goes on. But we will we will move on to <sighs> the Mandalorian, I think, because that's what we're we going to talk about. It. We've actually well, I haven't seen it yet. No, I'm very I realised when I was looking up, we actually have actually since the last Senate, we've had one, two, three, four, five episodes. Yeah, we only watched. Yeah, so um, but we're not we're most likely not going to talk very much more other than about the latest one, I imagine. Um, so. What did uh, sorry? What, what did everybody think? Yeah, I suppose is so far on the latest episode. Should we go around? Should we go around round the table? Have a, have a your thirty seconds thirty second review. Should we say of the latest one? Then we'll go back in time. I think so. Ricky. Oh, um, it was it was predictable. I I, I kept saying like this week they're gonna they're gonna take them, you know, and it's gonna end up being like get the gang together and let's go rescue kit you know um all the four stuff i thought was pretty cool um sitting on the rock and all that stuff and then uh seeing uh tamura back oh, that was awesome um I'm not sure what's going on with the armor it doesn't seem to fit anyway <laughs> but yeah no it, it's it's ramping up there's only two episodes left i guess so I guess it's just what happened <clears throat> yeah that's it tony the details uh yeah well let's see first and foremost as i was watching it i i was really really enjoying it i, I loved it but uh, as ricky said predictable is uh the word i'd use for it because i mean th- throughout the season there's been lots of predictions being thrown out and it's like they all came together in this episode you know it's like the baby was taken boba fett uh, returned and teamed up with the mandalorian uh, you know, you know, certain certain things. You know, I couldn't predict them immediately as they were happening necessarily. Like, cause my my gasping moment was when Slave One flew into frame. You know, like that just really did it for me. You know, seeing Slave One fly fly into screen uh, really uh, really Curious. excited me. You know, um, so I I wouldn't have necessarily predicted that that would have happened. You know, just then. But uh, we knew, we, I think we all kind of figured he'd be coming back. Um, the Razor Crest getting blown to bits was not uh, as predictable as other things. Wait, what? But, uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Uh, but uh, not, not totally surprising. I, I mean, that, that ship had seen, I think we squeezed every bit of a vehicle we could have out of that thing. You know, I think it was time to... Uh, to put it to bed so uh but yeah 
the episode was a lot of fun. I, I thought it was pretty exciting and uh, can't wait to see what's next. Will? Um, the last episode, I liked it. Um, I did have some nitpicky things with it. Um, one of the things I guess that keeps coming up for me is just the, the cheese factor. Like I just, I just, there's some of that was off the charts for me, but, um, as you know, a lot of people say it's, um, it's like going back to the nineties with your, in the, in the, in your backyard with your action figures. And, and it very much was that, um, lots, of, you know, it was, and it moved the pace of it was very quick. Um, and I think it was necessary to do that. Obviously they're, they're setting up the next two and they're, they're capturing the baby. Um, it was, and it was cool to see Boba Fett back. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It was pretty awesome. But yeah, I, I, I think I've struggled myself, um, with the tone sometimes of this show, especially a couple episodes in this season. Um, and it's, but I, I think <clears throat> once I usually go back and watch it a second or third time, it doesn't bother me as much and I just kind of go with it. But yeah, the the tone. I'd be interested, and we can talk about this later. But I'd be interested to see what everyone thinks about comparing this season to last season. I, I know we're not done, like not quite done yet. But uh, I'd like to see if people like season one better, or do they like this season better? Because this season seems the theme of it is cameos and characters coming back from Clone Wars. And while I love the uh, the Ahsoka episode was probably my favorite of of the the batch, but um. I'm curious what people think about the cameos and, and how that impacts the, the, the Mandalorian's arc and the show in general. So I'm getting a little bit ahead myself here, but uh, no, I did like the episode and um, uh, looking to see how they wrap this up. Right on. Um, Matt. Well, I thought it were all right, that episode. It was um, fun. I liked seeing uh, Boba Fett again. Um, it was a bit strange that he didn't quite fit in his armor anymore. But that may have just been the uh, the costume he was wearing underneath. I don't know. I don't know if we'll get to see him uh, wearing the proper costume like he did in Empire Strikes Back or whether we're just going to have him dressed like that for the rest of the season. I don't know. Um, one thing I am a bit disappointed about is the fact that I'm assuming uh, the Mandalorian's pulse rifle has also been destroyed. Because um, that was one of my favourite parts of the series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I'm, um, I, to be honest, it, like everyone's saying, it was very predictable of uh, where it was all going. I think we all uh, kind of predicted that uh, Grogu was going to get captured by the end of this episode, and that was where the series was going. But um, yeah, so it's just really a setup episode, isn't it? But I, it was a very, I thought it was very good. I give it a, a 10 out of 10, like the last episode as well. Okay. Uh, Rob? Well, 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 where to start? Uh, The Mandalorian. So I know it's fresh on everyone's mind because we just watched it. But yeah, since our last Senate, we've had a number of episodes uh, of of Mandalorian, a number of chapters dropping and so much quick good story in all of it uh, the um frog lady um and and meeting uh, more mandalorians you know we're, we're skipping over bo katan and 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 catching up with a mandalorian crew and helping them um not only seize a bunch of weapons but seize a bunch of weapons in a ship um there's an arc there that i can't wait to see more of because she's obviously after the dark saber whether we get to see that here in this season i i, I agree that things are moving so quickly and kind of a bit jumpy here in season two but I think we take the Mandalorian as a whole once it's finally complete after, you know, let's say eight 
uh, seasons or however many they want to give us. Um, I think it, I think there should be some good stories, some good through threads that'll that will really come to appreciate. But right now, there's a lot out there. Um, he gets back to to Navarro and they go attacking that that base or whatever. You know, there was there was I can't remember now what was learned there. There was some good, a very small brief snippet of oh they watched. Um, Dr. Pershing, um, you know, like a hologram or, you know, like a voicemail or something or whatever. Mm-hmm. There was a lot in that episode. Obviously, the Ahsoka episode, her being back is just it's it's so great to have uh, um, Star Wars on my TV every week. I definitely can nitpick uh, with the best of them in terms of, of some of the things that have transpired and um, some of the things that have happened. I've done that online just to not not to be critical of it, but to talk it out. That's um, I, I do hate the online sort of questioning of things or posting things because people assume it or read it as an attack or, oh, you're being negative Nelly or, oh, you know, this show's not for you kind of thing. And it's no, I'm putting it out there because I need to discuss this. I need to, you know, I want to I want to hash out why Ahsoka just, you know, attacks the Mandalorian out of the blue. It's not very Jedi like, not very Ahsoka like to just double blade, you know, attack him for, for seemingly no reason. There's obviously more to be done, could be into that. Um, this most recent episode, yep, floored like everyone else. I do love how they're able to keep the secrets that when the razor crest goes as someone who backed it yeah my draw dropped i was like okay they just did that and that was i don't want to say it was awesome it hurt a little bit but you know i I love that the show is you know will do something like that it's um it's 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 neat it's challenging and and yeah it makes you it makes you think about things whatever um fat being back um was you know i think we all kind of pretty pretty well knew that was coming um i did as as i don't want to say i'm not a fet fan obviously a star wars fan so i enjoy fet but there are those fanatics that absolutely love fet and and seeing some of it and once he gets his armor on i'm i'm so happy for those fans because i know they were just going to go gaga over him becoming you know him being back you know once once he found his armor and he puts it on and that scene shows him with you know i forget there's like a wipe or something or whatever and you see that it's fet with fet's armor everybody i just was happy for those fans that were going to go gaga over that i did wonder when we saw the slave one i wondered at first i wonder how many people obviously we all know it now we've seen it or whatever but did you know it was the slave one right away or the way they framed it you know it's that style ship but we wonder if it is i mean obviously i guess it's it's kind of obvious but when i watch the episode i kind of think of, of of the way it's being filmed and framed or whatever you couldn't quite tell the colorations i do wonder where the heck was that thing parked he didn't park it in a manner to know that he was going to be, you know, not able to come back to it right away. It wasn't, wasn't like he parked it new and he was going to be gone from it for a while. So, yeah, there's there's some good story there behind that. But very much looking forward to the next two episodes and seeing what they wrap up and what they continue to leave as – because they can't possibly wrap up all the threads. So that makes it exciting for another season of, of this good, good, good show. So, yeah, I'm quite, quite happy with it and can't wait to see more. Okie And last but not least, um, Alex. Alex! Hey! Oh, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, look, I, I, you guys... You guys have... Have, um, have you know, you, you stole my thunder. I came last, so you guys have said a lot of the things... <laughs> a lot of the things I was going to say. Um, it, 
I loved this episode. This episode to me was the essence of Star Wars. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Han Solo and Princess and, and Luke Skywalker are going to rescue Leia. She's going to get the Death Star plans. She's going to destroy the Death Star. That's predictability, right? The thing is, the way you tell a story, how you, how you unfold the, 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 the narrative, right? So the Razor Crest getting blown to smithereens. A signature ship, right? You think of Han Solo, he has the Millennium Falcon. You think of Boba Fett, he has a Slave One. Think of the Mandalorian, he has the Ray. Oh, not so fast. That that is a kind of a you know, it's you've never had somebody's signature ship blown to bits, and there's no way it's coming back. You know, this thing, <laughs> this why not? This, this, no, you well, say that. <laughs> I, I question that because the Razor Crest is a is a is a Camaro. It's the Razor Crest isn't the name of the ship; it's the type of ship. So he could find another old uh, Chevy Camaro and uh, be right back in it. The, so, the impression the impression that they've been trying to push this whole show, first season, second season, is that this ship is pre Empire era. It's one of a kind. Just like, you know, when you see, like like you were saying about Slave One, the markings on Slave One are green and red. Everybody knows that. You know, this, this is this is the Slave One. It's, uh, you know, I, there's um there's two there's two ways that you can criticize Star Wars in in general. You can look at it as, um, you know, the storytelling is this is this Citizen Kane is is this episode. Um, as good as the first season of, of is this season as good as the first season of Game of Thrones? You know that if 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 you go to a steakhouse and you order a porterhouse steak, you don't expect hamburger, right? But if you go to a burger joint and you get steak that's well done and it's perfect, you're pleasantly surprised. Star Wars is is hamburger. You know it's it's for the general masses. It's it's made in a way that's it's easy to consume, and yet um, George Lucas said about detours, and I don't agree with it. But a lot of Star Wars is is intellectually intellectual yet dumb. You know, it's it's it's. Uh, I think that's the mass appeal when people talk about the it factor, that lightning in a bottle that George Lucas captured. I think this episode caught that. It's, I mean, Fennec Shan coming back. I'm like, of all the people to come back, and she's part robot now, I did not, that I didn't see coming. I, I knew that, that Boba was going to catch up with, with Din at, at some point. I mean, he's been the Mandalorian that we've known in the films for the longest. So, of course, he's going to catch up with, with Din. But, you know, he's like, when he says, I want to show you something, this armor is coded to me. And he shows Django. And and Din says, oh, he was a foundling like myself. That could be a little bit of retconning, but it makes sense because this whole until the Clone Wars came out, you know, Jang, uh, Boba Fett was a Mandalorian. But I, I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say is that this episode opened a door to so many other things, and and this this season has been doing that, you know. So. Look, 
Boba Fett looks at this at this Imperial cruiser and he says, the Empire is back. Fennec Shan is like, why are they out here? And of course, now we know, they don't know this because they're characters in the, in the show, but we know that this is this is where this, the First Order is going to start, you know, and, and, and that will give way to to um, the final order. So I, I, you know, fellas, we got to, when it comes to stuff like this, and, and, and the, the nitpicking is, is, is natural. I, I think we want more from our storytelling. We all do, you know, Ron, you in particular. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm just messing with you, by the way. Um, but it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. But I look. I yeah. like you said. Uh, uh, I I I I wanted to clarify that because you're right. You're a hundred percent right. If you say something that's a little bit critical, you know, if you say that um, Cara Dune's acting is probably the weakest of the entire cast, you know, you could be saying that because she's. This is like one of her first few acting gigs, you know, but. At the same time, the negative connotation is always the first to jump to. I, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. So, yeah, you know what? It, it's the, I Look, this episode for me was perfect. It was perfect Star Wars. I, I don't think you can do action and progress the story and progress the characters any better than this episode did. Mandalorian says, I will protect you. The last thing he sees is his child, basically, his his foundling. And he keeps calling it, I've been quested with returning this guy. When when he's like, okay, grab the ball, grab the ball, and he grabs it, and he's like, dang, Jarek! He was, he was so excited. When Ahsoka is like, look, he has to reach out with the Force and this and that, and, and he didn't do it with her, and then he does it with Din, he's like, I told you, he doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. But then when he did it and he sees that he's uh, he's bonded almost, like it's responding to, to to himself, that's that's a father. That's This is a father-type relationship that he never had with the Mandalorians. You know what I'm saying? There are, there are, when, 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 when Boba Fett looks at this cruiser in low orbit, he's like, the Empire is back. And Fennec is-, is like, no way. No way. What, what, what did they think all the stormtroopers were? That, that, that was an interesting, <laughs> well, interesting thing to say. I was wondering myself how to, you to be shocked, to, you know, to yeah. say that. What, what the two ships just landed and dropped a, gar- yeah. not a garrison, yeah. but dropped a whatever of, of stormtroopers. Well, they're just guys out out for a for a fight. Uh, well, that was it, an interesting thing to say. I mean, it, yeah. you needed it in the story, but I think it was more yeah. because he saw the big ships and like, yeah. wow, they're coming. They, they right, because yeah. he the, obviously the, knows still stormtroopers are both, but he doesn't yeah. perhaps know the implica- the, the, implica- the implication to this cruiser, as opposed to two dropships, as opposed to a contingent of of Moff Gideon's men landing on on some backwater Navarro. This cruiser needs upkeep. This cruiser has a support system. This cruiser has a staff of maybe a thousand, and they're not wearing that dirty dingy disgusting armor this is polished this is this is high grade imperial professional soldier stuff so well, that's, that's that's my point about the troopers they weren't remnant troopers not the boba fett knows right, what remnant right. troopers are but mando would have seen them, whatever and they were drop ships not 
cruisers, not not right. fly around. You know, so you knew yeah. they kind of had to come from. Or you, you could have assumed yeah. they had to come from somewhere. So anyway, it, it, it needed to be said in order to enlighten yeah, for that, for the audience, audience yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for that lay fan or, that's or, watching this. But orbital combat, uh, orbital bombardment. That's that's what that was. That was one of the big guns destroying single shot. Destroyed the Razor Crest. He gets, he know? gets, you know, fly casual close. Why do they not take <laughs> out the? Why do they not take out the Slave One? Why do they not bother with the Slave One at all? I, I want to say that that's a, a callback to um, when Han Solo could find him when he tracked him and stuff. I, I, I guess it speaks to um, both. Yeah, because he did get danger close. He got shield close. Well, he said I was going to do a light follow or something, and then he's up there um, reading the <laughs> serial up, number off the off the cruiser. It was it all was up in their gills. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and that was that was that. You know, like I say, there's some liberties and there's some parts of it. Just like, oh, I need my Star Wars story to be sure, a little bit better sure. at things. You know, yeah. the the, the it, it needs to happen that way. But the director by committee, as much as everybody lamb blasts the movies, this is why I say the show gets a pass sometimes. You know, they're, they're it or otherwise okay with it here in in this tv show and it has to happen you you know having it and will bring some depth bring some differences and bring some entertainment and sometimes it'll hit sometimes it'll miss but yeah having some of those th- some of those things because of the directed by committee type of thing is gonna is gonna take place uh, uh, somebody said it with regards to the troopers you know seeing shiny troopers in daylight george figured out a way to do that in the bright desert sun so that it didn't look like cosplay now maybe that was because of camera and film right, and frame right. rates versus today's yeah. high def but the shininess the the sun glinting off of those guys right it it, it was fanfic at times because yeah. uh, is what it is you know they spend a little more time right they could have done something i don't know what but yeah you, 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 i would like i guess that's what it is i'd like to see something something done to to not do yeah and to, to, to that point i mean they should have dressed up i think you just said it ron they should have really dressed up they should have did something with that environment because i mean it looked like what was it the 60s star trek show with that <laughs> right. guy in the lizard yeah, yeah, yeah. suit like like that's what it looked like to me and, and that's what really i found jarring and really sort of took me out of it um, in, in regards to that, like they should have, I don't know, made a second sun or purple sky. I don't think just to, just to kind of, I guess it wasn't in their $10 million budget, but, um, uh, right. A filter, a, uh, unbuff the, this troopers, uh, yeah. um, armor or something, yeah. right. There's we're and, and we're spoiled. We're spoiled by seeing cinematic Star Wars yes. over and over and high, you know, very good quality animation that when we see, you know, we know good Star Wars when we see it in terms of not story, but but visual cues and elements. We've been entrenched and seen it 500 times that, you know, when we see this and uh, TV, it, it just takes like you say, it takes you out of it just a little bit on so, occasion. The whole episode didn't look bad, but there were just some shots yeah. that were just. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. And, and even if you go back to Force Awakens. Awakens, like look at the beginning of Force Awakens. Those exact landers with troops uh, drop down in Jakku. It's at night. There's partial light flicking around. Like they made that work, right? And so, the, I mean, if you want to compare and contrast from that show, Mandalorian show that we just watched to the Force Awakens, like you can see, like I said, lighting, the atmospheric effects, and smoke going around. Like it just, it, you just bought it more, right? That, it did, that, yeah did some things and i thought the same thing at the end as uh, moff gideon's walking around um the cruiser there yeah. was just something about the hallway yeah, that was now granted that was it was definitely a smaller a set. 
It was a smaller was a cruiser, set. but yeah, whatever <laughs> George did or whatever the cinematic uh, scope yeah. or, you know, whatever those tricks are for cameras or whatever is very evident that, you know, like, like you're saying, Alex, it, it was a set. It just it I, didn't I, have a scope. It didn't have a, a vastness to it. Um, I was thinking, is he just walk around the same corner three times? Well, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Exactly. But do we really need to see that? That was what I was also thinking. Do we really need to see him walk down a corner for him and turn the corner three times? <laughs> Um, but I mean, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, this is, this is very much nitpicking here. We're yeah. So we're getting, it hung is, up, it is. getting but hung we're up just, on those things. So I'll, I'll, I'll steer it in terms of to the, to the storied aspect of things, whatever somebody asked about his pulse rifle being gone by all accounts, the way that thing was blown up in the best cars, about the only thing that lasted or whatever, it seems like the pulse rifle could and should be gone. And, and I contend that from a storytelling point of view that it, it kind of does need to be gone. Cause if he has that thing and can, and disintegrate anybody, you know, with that thing, whenever he wants, it could be a very easy, well, wait, why doesn't he just use that weapon to, you know, scope out Moff Gideon and dis- disintegrate? You know, it could always be utilized that way if it, it continues to exist. So I think it was a clever way to finally, you know, it was a clever way for him to no longer have it. You yeah, know, by getting pull, the ship pull back the power. Yeah, right. Pull, to, pull, to, pull to, back to, the power creep on the Mandalorian. Yeah. He, he says, baby, he's like, baby, you're, he's, you're too powerful. I can't train you. And then next thing you know, he's being stolen. This, this, it's, it's, it's almost like the filmmakers or the, the, the Robert Rodriguez or the writers, they were saying all this stuff that you think is, is overpower that's, that's going to be to the advantage of the Mandalorian. We're taking all of that away. The Razor Crest can take a beating, like you said, the disintegrator. Then Jaron looking at the crater that used to be his home, basically. Well, and. That's to your, crazy. To your no, point, they, they oh. did just that. They did just that uh, visually and in that episode because they made it a point uh, in, in, in evaluating the story and looking at it. They made it a point to do this. All right. She puts her gun down. I'll lose my jet or, you know, lose the jet pack. She'll lose the gun. They did that specifically. So he pack because he kept running up that hill after you know that was a bit of a contention and, and a nitpicky thing of, of just put your jetpack on you and get up to the hill quicker you can yeah. do a lot of things but they made a very very it's pointed, a storytelling device yeah, they made a very very pointed story point to say that he he took it off yeah. why he couldn't run over you know run up the hill a uh, hundred yards or run 20 yards to get your jetpack and the things remote control so there's a little bit of, of things that, but right it's 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 a power balance it's it's they have to do some things to it's like the birds he keeps using them but yet he keeps restocking them it's like boba fett's rocket <laughs> or the yeah. jetpack rocket that we keep you know they see it used over and over again obviously there's an ammo store somewhere for the things but it's not like he uses it over and over again and never had a chance to get back to the ammo closet but yeah some some of those things but it's a power dynamic that needs to have taken place so that we can get some uh, some oh no moments of or, or where so, they keep getting the bullet rockets uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, like yeah his is specifically specifically looked like a fet rocket whereas mm. i thought the one din had did not hmm. but yeah, how about so how about the knee could, guns was that a new thing? I'm not a FET fan. Is that is, the is that the guns? That was the first time. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Very first time it's been used. It's oh. if you actually look at like I got a high end Boba Fett, couple of Boba Fett statues, and they're there. Okay. But, uh, it's the first time we've ever seen it. I don't think yeah. I've ever seen it in the comics. No. But uh, no. Yeah, that's, that's the first what I wonder. I ever remember seeing it. 
Yeah. Wonder from my fat from the true diehard fat fans, Amanda. Is it was that a thing or was that new to them? Sounds like no. And then yeah, had you ever seen them used before? So very cool that they 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 you know found a way to to uh, keep the, not keep those folks happy, but you know give them an extra smile, so to speak, whatever. Me, the lay Boba Fett fan, just thought it was cool. It was like, oh, wow. But then I start to wonder, I wonder if the Fett fans are, are just dying seeing that kind of thing, just loving it. So very cool to know. What else did we lose in the Razor Crest when it blew up? We, we lost his gun. Nero. Uh, the droid. Uh, the, yes, yes. The Call droid. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I guess he's not coming back. No. Uh, yeah, the carbon. I was wondering, I was like, I hope yeah, he delivered, delivered all his frozen... Uh, bounties because uh <laughs> otherwise you know if he still had somebody hanging around there they got you would suspect he would right i suspect he would have done that all season one to cash yeah. in on those so yeah i don't think he has any of those but right all yeah. his weapons store all his weapons yeah how about the birds you know like i just said so his armor i'm is, going is, to i'm going to put put my neck on the line here and say that he's got stashes in places because any good bounty yeah. hunter would have stashes yeah. hidden the cold, the, 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 the cold birds, second, right? Yeah, and another ship sort of stash somewhere because you would do because you know that at any point in time you might need extra backup and uh, or you know or another sort of bang of a ship in case your main one gets I think think done. we see think we see him in his new ship this this season well what's to say that Boba Fett don't get killed and he nicks the slave one I Unlike said that of course but yeah, yeah but I'm, I'm, saying, I'm of a, I'm of a no standpoint yeah. I think they're yeah. setting up a, a Magnificent Seven kind of thing. He's yeah. kind of building a crew, kind of building yeah. people that owe him or would, you know, have seen what the and don't want the Empire to be back, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, in the next two episodes, I think we see a bit of a bit of a Magnificent Seven type of I mean, it's I was, a storytelling beat that works all these years. So why not? I was saying it was his he's putting together his dirty dozen. Yeah. There you go. Magnificent yeah. Seven, Dirty Dozen. Anybody uh, ever watch uh, Miami Vice back in the day? Dating yes, yourself. I, was... oh, I, I, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> but I anyway, know. it was. Yes, it was yes. I had a flashback to Miami Vice because. Um, really. Yeah, the 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 character Crockett, uh, played by uh, Don Johnson. You know, for anybody who knows what I'm talking about. Uh, in one of the, the early seasons, I think maybe, and I think it might have even been like the second season, uh, he, he, was, he had a car he that he drove around right. and they blew it up. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, then he, and then he ended up getting a Ferrari Testarossa after that. So uh, I had flashbacks to that when they blew up the Razor Crest. I was like, oh man. I was like, he went out just like Crockett's car. So maybe he'll it, get something pretty fancy. Uh, yeah, something fancier than next. Vehicle. Right, yeah. exactly. I found it interesting that those online was just like, oh, those poor people that back the back the Razor Crest, or, you know, but they're but they're hating life or whatever. And the barge wasn't on screen, but for you know ten minutes, yeah, exactly. not super. It's iconic in its shape and and all that, but it wasn't a very cool or didn't do a lot of stuff. And and that got back in love. So yeah, I can't imagine why. Just because it that, happened, you were expecting to play with it while seeing exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, th- and those fun. are all the people that yeah that obviously didn't back it. You know, <laughs> yeah. Right. Not- I mean, if you're getting it, you're getting it because you love the ship, not you exactly. know, whether it's here or it's not. You know, it's like you still love it. So. Yeah. But on the so. side note, you can uh, actually blow up the Razor Crest in Fortnite right now. So, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah could you, you, could you not before post- Friday? Yeah, it was. It, yeah, no. Before the new season, Mando's there. He's on the Razor Crest. If you approach it, he comes and attacks you with his. Uh, what? What's in it, the stick that blew up too? What do you guys call it? 
his, uh, his weapon. The pulse one. That's where staff. Oh, yeah, so he has the pulse rifle, and he shoots at you, and you can you have to attack him, and, and you can uh, take his ship and take his jetpack from him. So if you're good enough, or you, you'll die. But yeah, it's just uh, the my favorite part of this episode that just happened um, was seeing Tamora just say the same line that, that Django said in, in episode two, where he's like, I'm just a simple man trying to make his way in the universe. That's my favorite Star Wars line of all time. So just to see him. He sounded great. Yeah. He sounded great, man. It's just to point out that he says galaxy versus universe changes it up a bit. No, he says universe in the uh, in episode two. Potatoes, potatoes. Doesn't he? No. no. <laughs> so, Ricky, yeah, he I'm, I'm not well versed. I'm I'm reporting what I've seen online or whatever that that he said or whatever the original's universe and he says galaxy. But still, it was very cool that he that he that he did it. And it it, it doesn't have to be the exact same thing. It was a kid, you know, kind of repeating what his dad would say, kind of thing, or whatever. And I could see him getting it. A lot worse, he could have said getting it off, whatever. But it was definitely yes. yeah, it was definitely fun to hear him hear him say it for sure. Well, and, and to see Boba Fett do all the stuff that pretty much Django did in Episode Two. Uh, that's pretty much one of the reasons why I really like Episode Two so much is because you get to see like uh, Boba, yeah. Fett, Boba Fett stuff. Where in the OT, you know, you just see him a couple seconds in the scene, and then he gets hit with a stick and falls down into the, the pit. But you know, seeing actual Boba Fett now, finding out these guys doing all this cool stuff with this jetpack. I wish I was. Able to find it. Uh, somebody also uh, took the what Boba Fett pulls up. Uh, that's like the receipt of his arm or whatever, and translated the Arabesh. The chain and, code. Yeah, you know, thank you. The chain code and 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 translated all that chain code information in there. And there's some fascinating. Something about uh, Conquer Dawn and yeah, how, there was some neat uh, stuff in there. Foundling is like first, yeah, and then yeah, something Conquer Dawn. Yeah, that that was well played on the, the EU, I guess. There was some books with Django Fett talking about how there was a civil war and he helped out, you yes. know, yeah. Yeah. all that stuff. It was the yeah. something about the seasons, something seasons. Um, was the seasons? Jazz or something like that. Jazz. Jazz was, yeah, and I guess one of the uh, symbols that on the thing he was reading off said Jazz on there. So yeah, actually wow. Jaster Muriel. Jester Mario, uh, journeyman protector was was the original uh, uh, origins of Boba Fett. Wow. I've got to uh, I've got to interject. No, I haven't said very much, but so I let you guys talk. But what I've got to ask is, and it's the question we've been yapping about, is who is going to come to Grogu's call through the Force, and we assume that it's going to be a Force user for for obvious reasons. Be the obvious, you know, the, the two to one favorite, Ezra. Is it going to be the, uh, as I say, the hundred to one favorite, Luke? Or is it going to be my new favorite, but probably very unlikely, Mace Windu? Who's going to be, I want, who's, so we record it here now and then we can play it back. And we well, I think you need to add, a, add and add one more that is, or some yet on. Un, un, oh, yeah, or some, yet some somebody other. random. Yes. So we got four choices. Uh, um, what was the first one? <laughs> it's the one you can't forget. Uh, Ezra. Ezra, oh, Luke, Ezra, Luke Mace, Mace, or, or other. somebody ever. Master A N other. Yeah. Uh, I'll be on record for Mace. I think that's interesting. I think they could do it. I think they could do it secretly. 
let's get let's let's not go let's go around the board and get everybody's prediction in not who they want but who they think it's going to be so Ricky I don't think anyone's coming for him I don't think he's going to be worthy of being trained I, I think whatever happened with him on the on that mountain um I mean, they kind of called it like with the Ahsoka episode where she's like, yeah, there's something with them. And, and I think they're just going to use them as a tool and maybe a Jedi might show up and, and decide not to train him. I think the whole thing of the show is him and his relationship with the Mandalorian and finding out that his path isn't the Jedi path. His path is, you know, not being a bounty hunter. Like, I don't I don't think um, I don't even think consider. Din being a bounty hunter anymore he's kind of on this you know more of a righteous kind of path um you know restoring mandalore i think they might go towards that you know that aspect of the it, other thing yeah, i was I, thinking of is that by the time somebody does turn off they would have gone from that planet anyway now so, yeah. so they just they just turn up and go they have to leave a little note wouldn't they sorry missed you had to go had to go get grogo okay um alex who do you think is going to turn up or not turn up you know, uh, I think um, personally, I agree with Tony. Um, I'm sorry, Ricky. I think uh, the Mandalorian should be its own thing. You know, when I heard Thrawn mentioned, I was like, I know that a lot of people got shivers up their spine, but I'm, you know, I'm ready to move on. So, so I would like for it just to be Mandalorian, and it's, you know, it's just you and me, kid, right? But uh, Luke is the most likely one and he'll show up at the end of season two or whatever. And it, it sets up his Academy, you know, it, uh, his, from his, two. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, it'll be like, you remind me of someone I knew a long time ago and he picks up Goguru and he gets into his, his new Republic ship and he takes him to the training area. And then we find out the fate. You know, we we find out the fate of baby baby Yoda in 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 uh, the sequel trilogy. They they've been they've been really good at, at touching all aspects of Star Wars with the Mandalorian. You know, EU OT. You know, cloning technology, all that. They've been really, you know, Favreau and Filoni have done an excellent job of of making. You know, people say the universe gets smaller. To, in a sense, it does, but what, what the Mandalorian does is these branches stretch out from a root that's already been established, and somehow these branches touch other trees that already have roots. So it, it's almost – I love the interconnection of it. The Dark Troopers, the Dark Saber, yeah. Ahsoka. Holy crap, dude. Um, you know, who's your master? Where's your master? Thrawn. The, the, you know, uh, Ron, Ron mentioned something. We, we always, with the new shiny thing, but we saw an episode where Din was supposed to be showing up at a forest planet. And it's it's ashes. It's, it's burnt down trees and these giant weird creatures in the background starving because they're trying to eat what's left of these trees. And the only outpost was run by someone who's connected to Thrawn. I guarantee you that was orbital bombardment and that was some kind of cleansing tactic that that Thrawn and his black fleet or chimera fleet was was pulling off. There's the nobody. Nobody said they thought it was amazing that uh, uh, Mando actually found the temple and the whole planet. And there's obviously no signposts 
Grave like that. Yeah. Go, let's go. Let's have a look around here. Ah, that must yeah. be it over there. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that little ruins over there. Put a yeah. pin in Wait, that. Oh. Get everyone else's thing, whatever. And let's come back to that because yeah, I got something yeah. on. <laughs> okay. Well, we're trying to make it, make it make it slightly quicker. Not that I'm saying that I actually talk too much, but uh, well. <laughs> Um, a few things to say here, I guess, to Alex's point. Uh, ultimately, I think it should just be Mando and, and uh, Baby Yoda. Um, but I guess if if it had to be somebody, I would like it to be Luke. But <laughs> another but here. Um, I think if I, I've just kind of been adding up some evidence and some things I've seen, I think it might be Ezra because Favreau before this. So back to the real world, Favreau in the media, sort of the lead up to this show coming out. He said that they want to open this up to a wider world. I feel like Ezra coming back with Ahsoka and Bo-Katan, that would be the way to do it uh, because Ezra d- directly connects to um, Ahsoka and Ezra also directly connects to Sabine. And if they want to spin off all these shows in the different ways, they could do it that way. Um, I do think, though, I don't think we might get a hint of who this person is. Um, just like we saw the feet of Boba Fett in season one, I think we'll see, we won't see, we won't probably know the full ramifications of who this person is in this season. I think we're going to get a little tease of it and then it will carry over big time in the season three. Um, but yeah, I, I, my, I say Ezra because of a couple of things. Um, the actor, there's an actor in, in another show and he's been teasing some Ezra things um a, a lot lately this fall and i kind of got a feeling i think actually i actually googled this i think there was actually a casting call for ezra last um spring and they said it may not be directly related to the mandalorian but there was a casting call for ezra so again just rumors speculation at this point but and my, my question they, i think ezra is more likely but I'm, my question would be here is if grogu reaches out with the force and it goes around the force universe sort of thing calling all lone jedi and stuff why wouldn't luke return the call yeah it's a it's a good point it's a good question you know it's a good question to to see that and and again it goes back to how many freaking jedi are out there now like, there should only be there should only be one or two at most right and it's yeah we, we can talk about that in another on another session, but um, you yeah, would think are, it would be. Well, I mean, I mean, any, where are they in come? the galaxy? Closer to Luke's last known. I mean, it's five years, so he could have been. Yeah, you know, but where are they in the in the whole galaxy or whatever? Think, are they closer to Ezra? Closer to? Yeah, I think Ezra's last known location or closer to Luke's last. Wow, known I, I think Titan is supposed to be in the in the outer rim. Um, I've heard some conflicting reports of. Some EU has it actually in the inner rim, but I think from the KOTOR game, I believe it's in the outer rim. And Ezra presumably went to the outer rim with Thrawn because Thrawn in the EU, it's always a big thing that Thrawn comes back from the unknown regions. And that's obviously the outer rim. So you would think if they're in the outer rim, Ezra would probably hear it. Anybody else want to? Uh, who do we, we talk to? Tony? Uh, yeah, I mean, I. I um pretty much in agreement i mean my money's on ezra just because i think you know this uh as far as uh, the animated series and now the mandalorian it's all star wars but i think this is kind of all part of the feloniverse you know what i mean yeah. so and he's never really brought in a lot of the big guns uh you know he'll kind of i mean he he has i guess you know like he He's dropped in Lando or, or Leia in Rebels, but bringing in Luke, yeah, bringing in Luke. I mean, I guess I could, I, I would like it to happen. Let's just say, 
but I just don't see it. I I, I think uh, for me, it's it's more Ezra, and it and it ties it more into the actual Filoni verse. Uh, mm. Plus, I really do think this this whole season, uh, as much as they would like to say it's not, but I think it is about setting up other other things. Uh, you know, like the Rebels spinoff, the possible uh, Boba. Fett uh, miniseries, the possible Ahsoka series. So, I mean, bringing in Ezra is just another piece of that puzzle. Um, and uh, But, I mean, yes. ultimate, yeah, ultimately, though, I just do not see Grogu becoming a Jedi. I just don't. Uh, it's really been about, about the bond between Din and Grogu. Uh, with the father and son. Now now they're bringing in uh, Boba Fett, which is, again, a father and a son, Mandalorian, both, uh, you know, a foundling and his son. So, again, you could say it's a foundling and his son. They're really kind of tying that whole thing. I personally just don't see uh, Grogu becoming a Jedi. Um, I mean, Ahsoka basically said it herself. You know, she didn't want to train him. He's not ready, which doesn't mean anything. I mean, you know, if he's going to be trained, he's going to be trained regardless of what Ahsoka says. But I just don't I just don't see it. It just doesn't seem like that's the they're they're kind of trying to point us in that direction that, oh, we're really trying to get him to the Jedi. And, you know, but it, it just it just doesn't uh, it just doesn't. I don't know. To me, it doesn't seem like that. I mean, to me, the story is more about uh, the bond between uh, Din and, and Grogu. Um, and them finding each other and finding their own way together in the galaxy, not being uh, what they were maybe supposed to be, but what, you know, they, they want to be, you know? Um, mm. So, so yeah, I don't know. That, that's my take on it, but I mean, we'll see. Could be wrong. <laughs> what? Yep. Matt, 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 Matt. Hello. Uh, Hello. I'd be happier if it was Luke, obviously. I think everyone would. But um, I can't see that happening. I, th- I, don't, I don't think there's any real story there. So I don't see why they'd bother. What, whoever's going to show up or whoever he's communicating with is going to set up the next season and the, you know, where the story's going. And um, so if they introduce Luke, that's going to be a huge difference. Either you're going to have to cast somebody that's not Mark Hamill, which I think could be a bit of a... Um, I don't think it would go down too well. Or you'd have to That's use CGI to de-age somebody, you know, to de-age Mark. And that's just not going to be within the budget, I wouldn't have thought. Um, so it's going to be Ezra, almost certainly. What if it's both? It I'm could be thinking. both. <laughs> yeah. well, I've just, just popped into my head. What if... Um, you know, Ezra is already integrated with Luke, and they both turn up in some degree. But it's more an Ezra thing, and then Luke just goes off. Because uh, Ahsoka's still got, and Sabine have still got to go out there and find Ezra, so he's not with Luke. You know, um, I'm I'm interested, Matt. Um, you know, your your um, your refutation or, or whatever you want to call it of of Luke being the mentor because. It's it's a dead end for the Mandalorian makes makes me think that maybe it's a dead end for Baby Yoda, you know maybe that's where his story ends and uh, Mando's story becomes more of a story of self discovery. They keep hinting at him 
letting go of the, of the kid, you know? So it's like everywhere he goes, he's, he's like, I have to, if they want you, um, I have to, my quest is this, you know, he's duty bound to bring, uh, um, Goguru to, to his, to his own destiny. If somehow Luke shows up and this is his destiny, Mandalorian might be, okay, look, it's been nice knowing you. I've grown. You've taught me so many things. And now we go somewhere else with the Mandalorian. You know what I'm saying? So maybe that's the opening. Maybe, maybe the stories, all the stories that, that that have to do with, um, baby Yoda are, are being told. And it's, it seems to me, it feels that the last few episodes have moved away from, Baby Yoda's powers. I mean, even with Moff Gideon, you, you show that he he's throwing stormtroopers around even at that age, and yet it he's Gideon knew he's like yeah you know the power the I know that the problem with you using your powers is that you fall asleep oh cute little baby and then he put them in those tiny little manacles which was which was cute which is weird you know you're shackling a baby but those are the cutest. A shackle well, I've ever I'm seen. assuming that they've got some sort of force repellent on them. Yeah, yeah. Wake up yeah. and do that, couldn't they? Yeah. He, he um, oh, Alex, you know, yes. Alex, speaking speaking of cute babies, um, I, I you know, you said you got the, the little um animatronic one. My daughter just got for her birthday that we we got her that. Um, so he's asleep right now in this little crib. <laughs> cute little baby Grogu. So you still he's have yours, just like. <laughs> she turned him off. So. <laughs> <laughs> he snores just like he did on that rock, right? It's pretty awesome. You know, yeah, I wish he was. I, I wish he was a little bigger, though. Hey, Alex, getting into what you're you're talking about, um, I think the show is probably gonna. I mean, we just saw this last episode. He lost his ship. He lost his weapon. He lost. Uh, you know, he, he. This show is him moving on from his former life. So he's no longer really a bounty hunter anymore. He's, he's going through all these changes that are building up to, you know, maybe he has to let go of, you know, Baby Yoda too, you know, he has to let go of Grogu so he can become the Mandalorian that he's supposed to be. So I, I think, you know, going Become, through, you know, there's, I, it's, tip. it's, it's kind of bittersweet, right? It's, it's, um, at some point he knows he's been, he's been having to deal. And I think secretly he's, he was glad that Ahsoka couldn't train him. Secretly, he was, you know, glad that um, there might be, there might not be somebody out there who can take him. Because I, I, I'm, I'm not saying it's it's a it's a masculine macho man thing to not talk about your feelings, but maybe he's he's dedicated to his way, right? The the the, the last few people who have been wearing Mandalorian armor haven't been Mandalorian. That's gotta mess up. He's like, where did you get that armor? <laughs> He's like, you better take off that armor. You are not. You, and they're like, look, there are other ways than your way. And she throws it back at him. She's like, this is the way. And he's like, don't talk to me like that. So, I, I think, I think, you know, like you said, I there's there does seem a, a kind of um, a division, a wall, or, or almost like a we're being told. This this kid's not going to be around for the rest of Mandalorian's life. I, I mean, uh, also maybe they won't um, make the Mandalorian go 20, 30, 40 seasons. Maybe they'll 
they'll decide to gracefully bow out and say this is the end of the story, which sounds like a Filoni, Favreau type of thing to do. And now we're taking this story. So maybe Mandalorian mm. ends with Luke Skywalker taking um, Baby Yoda and and Mandalorian going off with these other weird Mandalorians who aren't really Mandalorians or are his idea of a Mandalorian and then just taking down the uh, Gideon. Gideon is the final boss. He's got to be. You know, these dark troopers showed up and they looked like, I mean, they were literally machines that uh, uh, like 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 tanks on feet. And what did they do? They just grabbed Baby Yoda and split. This is the portent. Without knowing how many seasons there are, we can't really say where this story is going to go. Did they, this, I, I'm not mad at it. They did say about a season four, didn't they? Six or four? I seem to remember something about a season four, but I might be, making, I might be imagining that. Yeah, I think, a, I think four is already in the works. Like three is already being worked on, and I yeah. think they had said for sure there was going to be a four. I do yeah. wish the season. I wish we got longer episodes and longer season. I think they could. What, they could really not, I mean, what is it with all the the the, the time the, the lengths all over the place? What's that all about? I do, I do like the pacing of it. You know, you get a condensed show. You got you know twenty five thirty minutes, and you have to cram so much in there, and it kind of helps the story go along. You know, but yeah, I, I just you have time to breathe on TV. You know, to, to map out the show and and to let you know spend the whole 40 minutes of a character walking around looking at stuff you know like you can do that but maybe that's just not star wars pacing maybe that's, that's why it's kind of um different than any other tv show i mean i apparently the pacing works because people love the show so um yeah i guess I mean, that's kind of like what you were talking about earlier now like this being a really good star wars episode um i think it's it has to do with the pacing like the story you no explanation can show up everybody fights and then you have this and that happen stuff blowing up and yeah. I think yeah. You know, I think this was our uh, holy crap everything's on fire episode. <laughs> you know, it's it, it is fascinating to see how um how they're they're taking their time. They'll they'll set up Gideon in at the end of season 1 and then the middle of season 2 they'll they'll show it. It's it's it is just like you said the pacing is very strange. It's a little nerve-wracking because, you know, <laughs> subversion of expectations. I mean, they're, they're yeah. really making this thing weave into, like, the overall Star Wars universe. I mean, the films, the, you know, the animated shows. There's people yeah. that watched, bothered watching Clone Wars or bothered watching Rebels or anything. But it directly ties into all of that stuff. You know, it, it's tying into the new, you know, trilogy. It's tying into the OT. It's tying into the PT. You know, it's tying into everything. Mm-hmm. I just can't wait for Snoke to show up. At some point, because that's kind of where it's leading to, like you know, the uh, yeah. And, yeah. Right. I know, I know so, people so are right. saying that they that they don't want that, but I mean, honestly, I think I mean it's, I think you it's need part that. of the natural. It, yeah, it's part of the natural progression. We know where it's all going as far as you know the, the universe. I mean, I I don't see why you wouldn't want to already start kind of planting those seeds or kind of showing the beginnings of it. We don't need to delve that deeply into it, but I mean, to that's tie it in, I, yeah, tie it in. To tie it in, I. I think it's it's a great thing to do. So I'd rather I mean, get hands on TV shows than in books. I mean, honestly, like I'd, I'd rather yeah. 
you know, we don't yeah. need we don't need to get to where we see the creation of a Snoke or other, but know that at the end of this or whatever that that's the tie-in that that leads yeah. to that we don't need the how and the path we just need to oh okay yes. that was all going to be used and that's how we get to a to a to a Snoke uh, in, in in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I, you know, to 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 that point, um, I might have been I might have been uh, reading it wrong. But maybe what Boba Fett meant that the Empire is back, Ron, is that they're back in the Outer Rim. Because she says, wait, this is New Republic territory. So what are they doing out here? And sure enough. That's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I might have read that wrong. Holy. Oh, my goodness. I mean, who else? Like you said, who else is going to. You don't have to butt up right against the sequel trilogy, but you can go pretty pretty friggin' far with this whole storyline there's stuff in the outer rim in the unknown regions you know maybe we'll see phasma somehow tie in that thrones in play i think it's two se- not separate timelines but two separate areas of the galaxy because you know thrones not in the sequel trilogy at all not in the mix no, no. not a thing not, you know right. not but part of out. the emperor's whatever so but he's right. out there so yeah i right. think it i, I think somebody see. said it, it was a very interesting point that this is the filoni verse it's yeah. part of yeah. star wars has star wars stuff whatever but it's the filoni verse that that's that is going on over here intersects a little bit yeah. And we and it has to it has to very deftly deal with the lack of intersection. Like if Ahsoka's around, why doesn't she help the, the rebels in A New Hope? You know that that type right. of stuff needs needs to have some addressing that sits well with all of us. It's, it's the it's the large small universe. You know, yeah. there well, there well, there are people. Let me let me just finish this thought real quick, and and then I'll I'll mute myself for the rest of the call. <laughs> because I'm talking a lot, but um, there, there, there's this. Uh, I think that there's a, an appeal to the saga storytelling, where, like you said, everything's on fire, the empire's back, and not that they necessarily have to be different, but there are people who love the small storytelling. You know, Din Jaren, the foundling, is also uh, a foundling like Django was. That the the personal stories. It's it's hard for one Star Wars thing to cover both, right? So, you know, the the Thrawn thing might might tie in more to the saga stuff that people like, and um, the Din Djarin thing might tie it more into the Rogue One, um, you know. Uh, yeah. Story uh, solo solo storytelling can i so, just jump in jump in real quick before you finish there um i just want to quickly say so matt might know this but in that aftermath book they talk a lot about unknown regions and 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 the outer rim and they talk a lot about there's imperial councils that they're having about what are they going to do next how are they going to and there's always this mysterious force behind the that council so alex to what you're talking about this unknown region and, and that Boba Fett is saying, oh, they're back. They're back in this part of the universe. Yeah, that is, that's exactly what they were talking about in that in those books. Matt might be able to speak to it better than I can, but that was one thing that did stand out to me. It was all these, these they were on the outer rim in the, in the, in the unknown regions, and they, they were making plans to come back, and they were making plans, what's next, and who's in charge? Like, but after wow. that, they're even that, like, oh, we only have one superstar destroyer. Look, what are we going to do with it? Let's go attack them. Like, no, let's hide in the outer regions and, and rebuild, you know? So, 
Yeah. Him saying they're back. Come back. Holy crap. When See, Rebels, that's, that's, um... when Rebels started, the big bad was the Inquisitor. And then, uh-huh. and, you know, he got taken out at the end of the first season. And then, you know, you move on to, like, his boss, right? Then it moved on to, okay, then Darth Vader came in. So I kind of get the sense that they might do that with Moff Gideon, too, where we think, like, oh, he's the, the big bad of this series, but then he's going to get taken out. And then maybe that's where Thrawn will come in. I mean, they already na- they already name dropped him, so maybe maybe that's where he'll come in. Then he'll be the big bad, you know. Yeah, that's the hallmark of Star Wars. I mean, Vader and then the Emperor, right? Yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah there's always somebody else. And that's there's genius always, because that al- big, there's always a bigger boss. That allows for some multiple multiple seasons, and then uh, the the dark saber gets back in Bo-Katan's hands, and Mandalorian's sort of wrapped up, and then right, go to the next big boss, which is Thrawn, and and can and wrap him up at the end, and, and deal with him as a character, so to speak, as to why he doesn't exist in the sequel trilogy or something. Yeah, that that, that, that works well. Why does he need the sniper guy? I, I didn't get that. Who? Who? Oh. Mayfeld, oh. yeah, they they want they want oh. Mayfeld Mayfeld because he wants information about the Imperials, I think. He knew how to he track. An, he was an ex yeah. Imperial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was going to help track, and you need you need to get to you need to get to either seven or twelve. It's it's debatable as to which number he's trying to get to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so see. <laughs> so you just um you, we just divined the course of. The Mandalorian for the next uh, few episodes, maybe the next season, right? At least the villains. Getting, At least the villains. Getting, getting yeah. the band back. No, but even look, getting the band back together to break out Mayfield to find Gideon. It's All a, right, so there it's it is. Gonna be an, it's the it's the magnificent seven to get to Mayfield, and then Mayfield go. and some others <laughs> get the dirty dog. Cast on very far. <laughs> Yeah. So okay, so but next time we do Senate, you guys, we're gonna have the season ended, right? Because it's gonna be January. So yeah. do you guys think Gideon's going to survive the season, or do you think he's going to die? Survive. We haven't seen he's, him enough. He's, 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 he's gonna, uh, he's, gonna four, he's gonna twist uh, his mustache. He's gonna twist his mustache <laughs> and uh, duck out the back door. Yeah. <laughs> it's all going according to Thrawn's plan, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything's going to his plan. <laughs> or cliffhanger as to whether he he uh, makes it or not. There's going to be some sort of cliffhanger. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think the end of the season will definitely end on a cliffhanger, for sure. And uh, I think Thrawn, uh, Thrawn uh, Gideon, I think this will survive. Yeah, how cool would it be to be like a Star Wars fan that? just watches the movies, you skipped all the shows, and now you're learning about all these cool characters, and you don't have to wait week by week to watch a Clone Wars episode. You can just go watch it all now. You know, yeah, you can watch all the Rebels and what's that's, learned. That's, that's beautiful. That's, that's uh, you know, Ron, Ron talks about the entry point for Star Wars for different generations. Yeah. And this is, this is, this is, I couldn't, The Mandalorian is, look, I'm gonna overstate it, but the Mandalorian is a gift. It's, it's um, it seems to be the one Star Wars thing that Lucas has uh, done, besides the last part of Rogue One, where everybody's like, yeah, this is this is where it's at, you know. And and you know, it, it's it, it your mileage may vary with that sentiment, but the fact is that there doesn't seem, except for Ron. Ron hates it. There doesn't seem to be a lot of people. 
it's more <laughs> loved by, by even hardcore fans and, and yeah. casual. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and 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 some some would there is a striation with the fandom as far as um someone saying I'm a better fan than you because I know more. This is a thing that I didn't know about the aftermath part where they're out they're, they're in the outer regions um discussing what they're gonna do mm-hmm. with the remnant. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're tuned into that, you pick it up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, so some people might say, "Oh, that's fan service for the for the." It's, is it is it really if if it gives, you know, like let's say you went to a party and you see your ex girlfriend with some guy, he doesn't know that you're her ex boyfriend, but you give her the wink, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll meet you over here after the party." Only you and her have that connection. You know what I'm saying? So there's people that are watching um, the Mandalorian, and there it's surface level, it's excitement, it's entertainment, and there are other people that are watching the Mandalorian, and they're like, "This is awesome!" Right. So those those, those posts are like the filler posts. It's it's an easy it's an easy target. It's a, it's it's it, there's no um, headiness yeah. to posting the oh this is a filler episode eh meh you know oh fan service yeah we all yeah. identify it we all see yeah, it we yeah, all know yeah. it's fan service it's fine well, there's no need to point it out there's nothing wrong with it it is what it is and and let it let it be a thing but people it's such an easy thing to post about and say get online and you know there I just discount those because right there, there's not a lot of thought put into them there's not not some questioning to, to any of that yes it's you identified it yay for you kind of thing. Oh, Ron. Can I, Ron, I just say to? Oh, sorry. Go but, ahead. Oh no, I was just saying, Don Ron. Um, back going back again. Yeah, when I saw that ship coming out of the atmosphere, like I'm like, that's Boba Fett. It's Boba Fett. He's gonna yeah. Like, Boba Fett's here. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, I wanted to say to to Ricky to your point about uh, you know this kind of being the golden age, like right for Star Wars fans or for even especially for new fans. Uh, that yeah, everything's there. It's ready to go. Yeah. You've got you've got decades worth of material. But you know what? Can I say that? I think for like us, all of us here, especially, you know, we've been we've been around for a long time. I think part of the the connection, the strength of the connection that we feel to Star Wars has come from the weight, the weight between movies, the weight between books, the weight between comics, the weight between even right now with The Mandalorian. Right. Week to week. Part of. if you take all that time, you know, all that time that we spend thinking about the stuff, breaking it down, you lose that when you have it all available instantaneously, you know, because you just binge it all and you just, you know, you can't even absorb it all. I don't think, you know, it's like you watch it. So I think it kind of lessens the impact. So that's why I see a lot of newer fans. Eh, you know, you get a lot of the meh. Or oh, that's what that was. Yeah. Eh, you know. Yeah. But yeah. for us, like, it's the the prime example of that, I think, is Boba Fett. You know, if you are newer to it and you just watch Boba Fett, yeah, he's got like what, like five minutes of screen time throughout the the trilogy. But for us, you know, he appeared. He was something new, something very uh, intriguing and exciting. And then we had like three years or however long it was for everybody. <laughs> You know, to think exactly. about him and try to, you know, who was that guy? You know, like what was his deal? And you know, but so I think that's that's just uh, there's we two were... sides to it. You know, it's really great that everybody has everything instantaneously and at their fingertips, but I think that they're missing out on on what we got, you know, through the weight for everything. 
Yeah, it's a very valid point. There's some value to those years on end. We got to ruminate on what FET was or who that, you know, even Stormtroopers, even Vader, we got to ruminate for years yeah. on, you know, was it were the Stormtroopers people under there or robots? Was right, Vader, right. did he die? You know, all that sort of stuff. And right, a new fan has the entry point, has it all at their fingertips. But very, very great, astute point that they, 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 they miss, they're missing out basically on that yeah, the depth they're, they're getting that, that right now with the show, though. They're they're getting they have to wait every week for the yeah, show. Yeah, so touche, yeah. right? They get a little taste of it. Thankfully, that they didn't drop all the episodes at once. I really can't, really think that's a genius move on their part. That it just it gins up chatter, talk, and everything versus having it all at once. And right, yep. they get a little taste of it week to week now. And yeah, we get to say, you know, I will gatekeep a little bit and go, yeah, week to week, whatever. Tough guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three years. Decades between, yeah, right. Between and then, yeah, Philly. not even, not even we, thinking it was coming or getting anymore. And having decades. we trudged through that aftermath book, even though it was not very good, because that's what we had at the time. You know, like we were waiting right. for the next book. So we read the aftermath. We read, you know, these other. We read the Thrawn, but well, I didn't read them yet. But we read the Thrawn trilogy because you know that's you had you did what you had. You know, at the time, yeah. I mean, the wait. So, um, but yeah, I mean. I mean, as long as you appreciate the, you know, with the content and, and like you said, you know, people see stuff right away and like, yeah, that's okay. I'll, I'll bring up a quick, what, around the table quick uh, with regard to Grogu's name. We passed over that episode big time or whatever. <laughs> shocking, yeah, shocking that they named him. Right. And just, it's like, oh, okay. Wow. There, there it is. You know, much like Ahsoka's appearance. I mean, her, her lightsabers are like the first five seconds. You're just like, well, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. There's no, they're not beating around. They're not going to slowly roll this out and give a reveal and an aha kind of thing. Where it's like, boom, there she is swinging sabers. Um, uh, I, I, it's not mine. I heard it reported. I guess I read it online because that's where the only place I'm at or whatever. That the Grogu was an interesting. Somebody had a thought or dissected it that maybe it's a, it's like it's a homage to to George Lucas. George Lucas, you know, they they, they did something there to do his letters to get Grogu. Um, mm. And and I like that because Yoda was Lucas's. You know, he held on to it for so long. Species, blah, blah all that sort of stuff or whatever. That to 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 give it that sort of name that is some sort of um, whatever you would say the the creation of it is 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 a, has a basis on around his name. I thought that very clever, and I hope that's true. My daughter still calls him Baby Yoda. She doesn't like Grogu. <laughs> it's hard to say. I find it hard to say. Yeah, I, I always say go grew. I keep saying Groot. Go Groot. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's um, I, li- I like it. I I like that um, they used it to create a deeper connection between the baby and Mando, right? Yeah. Because because when I was a when I was a new father, the the greatest thing in the world is to have a child finally get to the age where they respond to their name, where they look at you when you say something, you know, when you say when you call them. It's 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 it kind of completes the bond, you know, because when babies are born, they're just bumps on a log. Basically, they're just pooping, eating machines that cry with the least convenient moments. But when you when you, you know, they show Mando in the cockpit. I always you know, I'm, I'm constantly trying to bring it back to Star Wars when they show Mando in the cockpit. And he's like, Grogu. And he looks and he says, Go group. The, the fascinating like, part about that, actually, I had the subtitles on. They actually, they did Grogu. Um, 
And I think the second time they put a question mark after it because he, oh, nice. the, the, the tone, the inflection, yeah. you know, in, mm-hmm. in the Mando's voice was Grogu. You know, Babies, the way yeah. we, we all interpret that and know that. But text sometimes but I thought it was fascinating that they put the question mark after his name. He's like, what do you want? He so he's like almost like he's been with this kid for so long and they've been in peril and 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 they've obviously have a bond when when that when that. um my, the, when that Quarren hit the, the the pram into the water and a monster immediately ate it, <laughs> Mandalorian didn't even think that his armor was going to bring him to the bottom of that oh, of that pit. That, he just jumped in. He's he he doesn't have a rebreather. This guy jumped in at risk to his great personal risk to his own life, and they closed the gate over him. And so so. In that episode, the other Mandalorians, though, jump in and get him. So why? Why They had something that he didn't. You know, they had some way to swim around under the water or otherwise. No, they, you know they flew mean? up. Then they fly no, up. They, they jump in the water and go get the, he says this, the baby. Oh, and, oh, oh. And the other chick, not, not um, Bo-Katan, but the other one jumps in. I was finding that interesting because she jumped is, in and like, is, swam around or something to go get that it. Is, that is interesting. Their armor you might be some, different. You see some lightning or lightning bolts. You see some laser blasts underwater yeah. or whatever, and then she comes comes up with it. It's just a, another interesting. I, I I would, you know, my my in universe explanation would be that their armor is less more refined than his. You can see that his stuff is all bulky and and just like made in a foundry in a in a basement. He yeah, may have never it, had it, to deal with water before either. It's <laughs> funny you should you should mention that because in the cockpit when she's telling Mando go find Ahsoka Tano, I think she takes off her helmet and you hear that little hiss, that snap yeah. sound that Vader has. Wow. Yeah. So maybe hers is steel. The maybe vacuum is steel. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I was doing my rewatch of Clone Wars, right? We got to those episodes on Mandalore and Gisla created a factory on the moon. So that way he can make Mandalorian armor. They were they were um, make, making best of you know wow. they were making so you we, know he has the lava and all that stuff and they got I'm like this is like watching the show like I forgot about all this and like it's amazing they have of, um, you know Bo-Katan's armor those, you know the, the stuff the, the callbacks yeah. are the callbacks are amazing you know it, it's so you know like like I was saying I think uh, Goguru. It's now a personal connection for the Mandalorian, and how do you how do you demonstrate empathy on in a visual medium? You have your avatar, who is the Mandalorian, now has a personal and deep connection and a named connection to his charge, to the thing that he's been questing. So that it's it's um the name is kind of clunky. It 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 doesn't Ma? sound hello. Ma clunky? Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. I apologize to each and every one of you. Dad jokes. You know what? So sorry. Ron, you're a, you're a maniac, dude. <laughs> you're a madman. No, but yeah, so so there's definitely um, naming the character is 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 a is a is a is another way that we can get in with um, the story of the Mandalorian. So, you know, filler episode, uh, 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 maybe it, there's not a lot of shooting, there maybe there's not there's not a lot of ship blowing up, but you don't need that episode. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, how good it, is the storytelling? Like you said, they're they're showing the bond and then 
everything's destroyed, he picks up the ball from the dirt, you know, and yeah. that's like, that's, dude, I, right I, there, I was, you know? you know, I'm not, you know, yeah. I'm not a crybaby or anything, but I was like, this, the way Fennec Shan and Boba Fett were watching him just pick around his, yeah. his, the wreckage of his life, it reminded me of when a to- when Twisters go through, you know, the, yeah. the, her, the, the, the belt, uh, what do they call it? The twister belt? You know, whenever you have a hurricane alley, whenever you have a tornado alley, whenever you see people looking for their cat and their kid finds a doll that's in a in the rubble that used to be their bedroom, Mandalorian is, you know, he's arrested development. He's He grew up in a coven of people who had almost no contact with the outside world. It's almost like I, I, I want to say that somebody else said it, but it's like when the Amish take their little um, walkabouts and they go to the city and they get that taste of what it's like to, and if you want to return, you can. But this is what the real world looks like. This guy, you know, he's his ship was his ticket to other worlds, but he never stop to see the worlds it's like you know from one bounty to the next to the next he's been working for the coven for so long now he's all alone a friend of mine uh did 20 something years in the army and he's he 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 got some he 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 he's been in you know in in a couple of campaigns overseas and he was very well decorated and promoted very accomplished at his job but when he retired it's like he had to learn how to how to uh, uh, live because the army provides you with barracks, provides you with uh, with food. Sometimes it provides you with entertainment. It, it's your purpose. It's your whole thing. Mandalorian has been in this coven until he's what thirty years old. I'm, I'm not sure how old Pedro is, but he's essentially a kid, and they put him in charge. Like he's like when the armor is like you're a clan of two. He's like, what are you talking about? I can't lead a clan, even if it is. And he says to Baby Yoda, you're too powerful. I can't train you. He's way above his league. And when Fennec Shan, these two aged warriors who have done their dirt, you know, Boa Fett's covered in scars. He's a little, you know, he's got a little spare tire around his armor. (laughs) And they're looking at this kid. They're like, man. He's like, why are you like, coming with me? <laughs> yeah, it's like, he's like, why are you coming with me? He's like, well, my deal was to ensure the protection of the child, and we have to stick to that deal. He He's constantly surprised by the kindness of strangers. Yeah, yeah. I found that quite um, odd in somewhere. I know I've said about in the uh, Soko um episode how she made a promise and then completely went back on it yeah um, which yeah. i found which i found very surprising given well she um, said i'm no general in clone wars so <laughs> well i know i know but i mean she she basically went back on her promise but we'll skip past that one and then and then boba who we don't really know much about and you know we're getting a bit more backstory in his personality and stuff in this one now um apart from the clone wars but you're the child then. Anyhow, um, he, you know, um, Mando doesn't actually formally agree to his deal, but yet he says he's going to keep to it at the end 
anyway because he stole the armor anyway and even though Amanda didn't agree to it I mean it's a bit I mean technically you know Amanda didn't agree to it he nicked he nicked the the, the um the armor so there isn't really a deal there uh, apart from you could say morally um it's it's there so you've got the complete opposites then in the case of two episodes one where she sort, sort of agreed to a nice. deal but then went back and then another one where they never right. agreed to yet there is a deal well then he That's tried to back crazy. up and deal too man don't want to jump off the ship like when uh boca tan wanted to go attack gideon like like he wanted to jump. Uh, off I don't think off. he broke a deal. The, 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 they were well, he going for the. To. No, they were going for the weapons, and then she's like, "Oh yeah, we're also stealing the ship." And he's like, "Yeah, I didn't <laughs> sign on for that." Yeah, I, 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 I think I rewatched that one recently. That yeah, he he they she changed the deal a, a little bit uh, on him. There's a lot of people changing, altering the deal, <laughs> you know, in, in this yeah. season. Probably don't probably don't change it anymore. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I mean, I mean, you can get into the technicality. I'm just saying that it's just it's just two different things there. From what you see and what you hear, there's two different deals going down there. But uh, I'm all for um, over being the, the nice guy and uh, and helping Mando because that's what we're getting a lot of, isn't it? In this in this season, especially that everybody is Mando's friend. Yeah, um, it's quite nice. It's all quite warm. It's all good good feeling to it, and um, and it's all lining up for this big. Finale. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not, I can't. I can't complain. But I, just, I, I do. I've got a thing. I've got to be in my bonnet over. Um, this is completely off Star Wars topic, but I've got to be in my bonnet about people giving, giving the word and giving their promise. In that, I always think, <laughs> well, I promise something. That really means it. And you know, and, you know I, so I never see the. I never say the words I promise unless I'm absolutely 100% going to do it. Um, right. and I've got, and I, well, yeah. And, 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 and I've got that my, my moral uh, uh, saying that I read somewhere. I think it's a I'm not sure where it comes from, but there is a saying that uh, an his word is a beast. Um, and you know, so I take it very seriously when people promise something and they don't keep to it. It's it's like, well, I can't trust you anymore, sort of thing. Um, there's so, there's, I mean, this, there this is, is something fantasy, to be said. This is a fantasy story. I know you can't go take it around too seriously, but. I, I am analyzing those deals, shall we say, more than most might. Well, those are, aren't those the things that that um, that make the story, right? Whether or not a character is trustworthy, I think um, you pointed out an excellent observation that the one who kept his deal was someone with no affiliation, who's who has no connection to what the Mandalorian has. You know, Boba Fett is out of duty and honor um, keeping a deal that in spirit was was intact, but it was broken because of, of the attack and such. And yet Ahsoka, um, you know, she, she used Mando, you know. Uh, she knew by looking at him that she wasn't going to be able to train Groku. She, she you know, so I, I don't even think she's in the training business. So it's funny that Ahsoka's character has changed to the point where she can use the Mandalorian to get the edge on. I don't know. I, I might be misreading misreading this cue too, but it seemed that she was like, "This is someone I can use to my means," and it goes back to the whole "I'm no Jedi" thing. But maybe that was part of the lie, you know, of the implied promise that she broke. 
Uh, you she's know, got, well, I, I hadn't thought about it. I hadn't thought it, but like, yeah. yeah. She's like the same as Jen, though. She was raised in this environment where, she, you know, she didn't know about the real world. And then we learned on these this past season, the Clone Wars, you know, she, she was out in the lower levels of Coruscant see how other people lived and and actually live for the first time and try to like you said she had to try to figure out how to eat how to do this and that so she's seasoned now that we see her in, in mando so you know she has these tricks and yeah she goes back on deals maybe and she doesn't right. outright that she's not a jedi to him right which is right line itself, yeah she know? she she does let him think that he's a jedi that she's a jedi so yeah. um and you know that that says well, that's a lot true. To... She never once says that she's not, does she? No. No, I, I, I think they might have done a reaction shot whenever he did said he... you're a Jedi. Well, I'll have to rewatch it. Did he ask her if she was, or did he just say I'm tasked with bringing him or returning him to? Well, but the magistrate says I have Jedi problems or a Jedi is plaguing yeah, yeah. me. Well, but yeah, that's so could not saying. No, sorry. It goes back to it goes back to what he says to Bo-Katan. He's looking for a Jedi, and she said you can find a Jedi, so Katano. Um, so it's sort of implied that she's a Jedi. I don't think there's any ever yeah, discussion. No, she, well, uh, Bo, I was I was having never, potential. never flat out said I'm going to send you to my friend the Jedi. She just no. said I think I know someone yeah. who can help you or you know something along yeah. those lines. I know someone. Yeah. Uh, I and then she sh- said, "Go, go see Ahsoka Tano," but she never said, "Go see Ahsoka yeah. Tano, the Jedi." No, so no. Was, but Mando yeah. so, uh, sort of assumes it assumes well, that, right? Yeah, the magistrate. I, yeah. The episode was, was called taking, "The Jedi." I was, I was taking yeah. issue with. I don't the, think Mando the, the knew that though. The statement that Ahsoka never <laughs> said she wasn't. You know that 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 she the implication that she was being untruthful or misleading, whatever. I don't think I, I'm I'm positing that I don't think that's the case. I don't think Ahsoka was ever in a position to say I'm no Jedi or or to say uh, or that I am a Jedi. You know, she it's all implied or whatever. And and as you guys just mentioned, but I don't think he asked her or I don't think there's anywhere where she was untruthful, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Was yeah, she? I'm wondering. No, the no, two yeah. Jedi that she grew up around and learned from were the two biggest liars in the order. <laughs> so, yeah. With Obi-Wan and Anakin. He had a secret <laughs> life. Yeah. It's, it's not a lie. <laughs> it's from a story. But the other thing point of view. Ahsoka actually has jokes. Ahsoka actually has said a few times, I am no Jedi. If you go back into Rebels, uh, yeah. she said it, and I think even even at the end of Clone Wars, you know, like she yeah. said it a few times already. Right. I think what she, I think, uh, yeah, in the in the most recent Clone Wars episodes, she's already said it a few times. I'm no Jedi. And so I seem to think there was a, a a moment in the Mandalorian episode where I kind of expected it, but yeah. she didn't say it. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, and yeah, yeah, she's definitely said it a couple of times. Yeah. But that is, so, does that mean that? Potentially, she could have went back to the Jedi path, like after the purge. That, that she didn't say it. Oh, interesting. She or did oh, she make no the deal that? Top with Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Luke's not even there. He's he's running around looking for artifacts at this point. Yep. He's he's not even training his starting school yet. Because in that final season of Clone Wars, it's very close to her going back. I think she even infers as much, or she says as much, because there's a hologram. There's a hologram, and Mace Windu says, "If you're a citizen, you can't see this." And she's still a citizen. She says, "I'm," and then ultimately she has to leave the room or whatever. So it it, right. it was very close to her having to go, her making that choice to go back. So hey, maybe does, she did. 
does um you know the sequel trilogy does it say if the you know luke's academy was that his first class or was he already doing that for a while because there's a big 30-year gap between this show and kylo ren you know yeah yeah and and that rise of kylo ren book i can't remember if they actually like put in the timeline of when that is like i, I can't remember if it's like it's it 10 years later though. yeah yeah I, can't, I have to go back to look at that yeah, I mean, because then you could, that sets up the potential of Luke actually getting him, training him, and then they move on, and then he gets a new set of students, and that's when Kylo comes I, in and destroys everything, you know? Uh, but, but yeah. um, I, I think I think that they're setting up, they're setting up the um, the Snoke clone as, yeah. a, as a way to kind of, if, you know, to kind of set up... Um, so was that timeline. definitely a Snoke clone in that episode? Then is it? I, I I took another look at it. There's a dent in his head. That, yeah, that, but I, you have first... you got to listen to the sound cue that 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 they play during that scene. It's the Snoke theme from yeah. Force oh, Awakens. Okay. okay, really well, that, nice that, check yeah. up. Well that done. That everything together then. So obviously Moff is doing Snoke's bidding. Or the Emperor's uh, bidding. The Emperor's, the Emperor's bidding. Yeah. Emperor. Yeah. In sense, yeah. But bidding or the... trying to get in good graces? Well, maybe yeah. bidding because he is chasing after the child. Yeah, he's trying to get him resurrected. So, project project resurrection from the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which wow. they did bring somebody back in the game, um, and that was part of the Emperor's plan. He there, he was experimenting with that, you know, bringing dead people back to life, type of thing. But I mean, spoilers for Battlefront Two if you haven't played it, but. I haven't played it, but I've watched all the okay. story online. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I get my kick. Anyway, we are miles over time. Oh yeah. So uh, I'll point out. I'll leave us with this. I'll point out a small modicum of truth to the rumor. So my sister-in-law, who's not a huge giant Star Wars fan, but watches it because of her eight-year-old nephew or whatever, she's an artist. She builds things out of. Um, out of uh, cloth materials, whatever. So she understands body mechanics and, and, and all this sort of stuff, whatever. She's picked up now in the past two episodes that she's questioned without knowing the rumor. She thinks it's a different actor under the suit. I was very surprised to hear her say that. I was like, oh, well, let me tell you something. There's a bit of a rumor out there of something like that or whatever. So it was just, it was fascinating for a lay person, if you will, so to speak. There's nothing of the rumor that, that has picked that has picked up no not the not the fight scene stuff just the other thing because i asked her what is it the voice the mannerisms the body style whatever she's just like yeah it's the mannerisms the walking just all these things whatever just i think there's somebody i think there's a different actor in there i was like oh interesting so throw that out there if that ends up becoming a more more truthful than uh, than not this not. is for this is for the Mandalorian you're talking about, or yeah, for I'm sorry, yes, for the Mandalorian. There's a a bit Who's of a. Who's the first a, person that appears in the credits? But yeah, I mean, there's there's been uh, I think they, there's like three people in that suit. There's like uh, there's uh, Pedro Pascal, who's yep. another man, and then there's like two other there's two other guys. There's uh, one of them is John Wayne's grandson. Yep, for stunts. Uh, and then yeah, and then there's like another guy that does like Latif Latif. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. does Steve the Carter, fighting. I think it is. So I mean, yeah, there there yeah. there really are like three people in the suit. Is that what she's talking about just so, that, you know? so, so no, when I asked her about it, it was it was more so the acting type of scenes because I said, "Well, they're stunt mm-hmm. doubles." She's like, "Yeah, I know, but but the other types of scenes where we don't think there would be stunt doubles uh type of scenario whatever." And uh, I'm putting out there in case you didn't know the 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 small little rumor that kind of buzzing around that that something happened mid-season with Pedro, he was yeah, right. in a pain on the set or something. Yeah. 
something and mm-hmm. had to replace him or something. You know, maybe yeah. one one show they did or something like that. We'll we'll find out about it years well, later. They're, they're, he was I filming just, Wonder. He has a new show on Netflix coming out, uh, which is a Robert Rodriguez show. It's the extension of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I think he plays a character in there. Um, so yeah, he's busy. He's constantly in stuff. The only so, problem like, I have with the rumor about him being a pill and got kicked off set or whatever it was, you need his voice. You know, uh, how would you? Yeah. How would you? How would you? I think tick him off or him tick off or whatever and storm off the set or whatever, but yet still getting. I mean, contractually obligated, obviously, but yeah, I feel like that was just a rumor that got started, probably because he is working on other things. And the other two, me- yeah, the other names that and are being people mentioned. are like, oh, you know, he's over, he's already or, doing another show. Sorry, I think the latest uh, uh, podcast I listened to talked about how. In season one, they only ever listed Pedro, but now these new episodes are listing in the credits multiple people in the suit, you know, mm-hmm. giving credit where credit's due. So maybe that was somebody took that that saw the credits being and, right. and ran with it saying, hey, wait a minute, something must have happened. Why do we have these Did other they names? Say those people are playing the Mandalorian or they just have the names listed because there's been lots of character actors and, and suits and stuff in this season. Like puppets and not puppets. So, like, I didn't. I don't watch the credits. And I don't get into the minutia that much. I'm just going with what I heard reported or whatever. That it, it sounded like to me they it specifically was in the credits that this guy, that guy, and the other guy played the Mandalorian, not char- not not just a list of character actors. Yep, TikTok, TikTok. All right, <laughs> Stephen, take us out. We are. Out of time, folks. Hey, My take, us out, with, take us out with the Senate music. Where's the, what happened to the music? The 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 uh, oh, they get, we, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> oh, we'll fix it. Oh, I, I forgot. I forgot. It's why we've got a big green screen around us. All the special stuff we're putting afterwards. This is the last Senate of the year. Next one will be the 3rd of January. Well, Unbelievable. 2021 is, is We might have to have a special one after the finale, perhaps. Oh, that, maybe would be, perhaps. that would be that would be 18th. That'd be the 18th, wouldn't it? The last one. Don't, don't think we can Ooh. hold our water till the next Senate. Yeah, yeah. We can, uh, we'll do the uh, Senate Christmas special. Yes. Christmas holiday, the Christmas holiday special. Yeah. Holiday special. Yeah. Everyone learn the lyrics to Carrie Fisher's song in the holiday special, and we can just all sing it. <laughs> so I'll contend if we do a Senate on the first, we'll have something to talk about in terms of our, you know, what's new for Star Wars? Would you get for Christmas? You know, we'd have two well, of them yes, back. That's true. Yes, I'm we'd have two of them back to back, but that might be good because then we can Mando yeah. and then we could just Star Wars chatter because we're good at that too. We did a whole hour with it. No, we have there's like so much like we didn't cover because we just talked about Mando. So yeah, there's always but, content. Yeah, we've just binge we just binge chatted the last <laughs> five episodes. Okay folks. See you on the other side. May the force be All good. right, Stephen. All right, have a good have one. A good Thank week. you, Take care, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Great talking. Bye. 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 Bye